I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply step into the world of power loyalty and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Yeah! Woo! Pass you up, Rivers gives to Strolls, angling left, half room, 15, 10, 5, jackpot! He got it! He got it! He got it! Touchdown, Antonio Gates! 112 career touchdown catches. That's the most by an NFL tight end all time. I would have hoped that people would have figured it out. I just like to play football. This is Score More with Garrett Sister. Hey, welcome everybody to a new episode of Score More. Thank you for tuning in. Garrett here, going solo. You know, usually I've got the bells and whistles. I got, you know, the games from last weekend. I've got a, hey man, what are you doing? Some bits playing today. None of that. I'm just riffing. I told Eddie to take the week off. An extended vacation from last week. So, you know, it just feels like who wants to get into all that right now? Which, I mean, eventually we'll get back to it. But right now, I mean, you don't want to hear about the Chargers. I certainly don't want to get into it again because who wants to go into the playoff picture and all that? Chargers are less than 10%. They're like number nine in terms of draft position. They're in line with the Jets right now in terms of record. The Giants, the Jets don't even have a capable quarterback. Neither do the Jets or the Giants. What did I say? Jets and Giants, Bucks. I mean, they're in a transitional year with Baker Mayfield. I mean, they, the teams that they're lined up with right now in terms of record, those teams are bad, and they're supposed to be bad. I don't think anybody predicted the Chargers to be last in their division. 
there's a ways to go. So they may not be fourth, but I don't know that anybody predicted them to be worse than the Raiders and the Broncos. I certainly think everybody thought the Chiefs would still reign the AFC West, but I don't think anybody thought the Chargers would be this bad. I don't think in your worst projections, anybody thought the Chargers would be this bad. Maybe, you know, underperforming on paper, sure, but boy, not like this. <laughs> and so, you know, I just feel like everything's kind of going a little sideways and people are kind of just missing the point a little bit. Um, Benjamin Solik uh, wrote an article today for The Ringer about Tom Telesco and kind of the Chargers history right now and wasting Herbert's rookie window, which is a thing we hammered home a lot uh, the last couple years. And in fact, just a couple days ago on our podcast. Um, and then, you know, it's, it's all kind of centered around Tom Telesco and his misses in the draft and in free agency and how Herbert had that rookie window. And uh, that's usually when teams start to push it all in and make their run when they've got a talented quarterback like Justin Herbert, but chargers missed it paid Justin Herbert, what he was definitely worth. And then now looks like they're gonna have to tear it all down and rebuild again, which sucks. And on that note, it feels like there's God three guys that really have earned. And I'm just talking about veterans that have really earned their spots Justin Herbert, obviously you're not trading him away, but what he's gone through in terms of, you know, injuring his finger, getting beat up, standing in and making tough throws, it's felt like he could have maybe been removed in that game against uh, the Ravens on Sunday night for the hits he took late, but stood in there, kept playing. A guy who's always, always, always hanging tough and trying to win football games. and. He's absolutely earned the respect of the teammates uh, outside of what other people might say on the internet. He might not be the vocal leader, but he has certainly uh, earned the respect. Uh, Keenan Allen, you know, when they drafted Mike Williams, um, Keenan Allen was, you know, did an interview and was like, hey, you know, they're trying me. Like they drafted a wide receiver in the first round. They want to replace me. I'll show them type of attitude. It happened again this year. They drafted Quentin Johnston. Keenan Allen again said, you want to try me? And he's going on to close to a career year this year and has absolutely earned everything this year. He has been the only viable receiving option while everybody else has just been either injured or not living up to expectations. It's all Keenan Allen and he's earned some respect and quite frankly, he's earned another contract. You know, you kind of felt like, oh, you know, maybe it's time to cut Keenan Allen loose pretty soon, but that man still got it. And I'm not talking a five-year extension, obviously, but he's earned some extra money and the Chargers should pay him for it. And then the other guy is Khalil Mack. At the beginning of the season, I thought Khalil Mack was a guy that was going to be cut regardless, but the way in which he's playing, 13 sacks this year, He's going on to a career year, has his most pass deflections of his career this season. He has been absolutely wonderful. And I know that he had a, you know, a real crazy game against the Raiders and that padded the stats a little bit, but he's a top five sack leader right now. Forget all that noise. He is 
the lone pass rusher, and not discluding Thule because he's a rookie and he's made some flashes, and I'm not saying he hasn't earned it too, but it just feels like between Mac, Herbert, and Allen, of these veteran guys, they have really made a case for keeping them in 2024. Now, they get rid of Mac. I'm not all that disappointed. He's an aging veteran. I get it. You're going to keep a guy like Thule. You're not getting rid of the rookies. But what other player can you honestly say say has earned another spot in 2024? I'm not saying, again, you know, you're not getting rid of Jamari Salyer or Zion Johnson or Rashawn Slater. Slater, you know, has been banged up and has been kind of up and down this season. Uh, he hasn't returned to form uh, from his rookie year, but obviously been solid. But outside of that, when you look at everybody else, I'm talking every other position, I cannot say there's another player that has earned themselves a role on this team, a starting position going into 2024, other than some of those players. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, just defensively especially. I mean, Thule is one guy, but between SJD, Bosa, who... He's injured again, but even when he wasn't injured, you know, they beat up on the Jets and Raiders offensive line. But outside of that, I mean, just no shows. Thule has really shown that he could put something together. He's shown some flashes for sure. But, I mean, Tito was supposed to come back and flash at some point. Hasn't. There hasn't been a single corner or safety. DB in general has been not good. Linebacker is a whole position they're going to have to punt and restart, put Henley in and work from there, I guess, because nothing's working that way. And Derwin James, I mean, they don't know how to use him. And as good as he was as an athlete, I mean, he just, I mean, in coverage, he hasn't shown that he's all that good. So there's some issues with this team from offense to defense, but man, it just, somebody's got to earn it towards the end of this year. That's what happens in a lost season. Players got to show that they deserve to be here again for another year. Some guys are going to be given that opportunity because they're rookies and they're under contract, but man, there's going to be a lot of guys that are going to be cut this season and it's going to be a total new looking team in 2024 because they're going to have to. And quite frankly, the owner's cheap and he's not going to want to be over the line in terms of money. So, you know, there's going to be some cuts this season and that's who I really 
wanted to get to today because, you know, uh, outside of the players, which I mentioned are all underperforming, you've got, you know, Tom Telesco, which we mentioned, missing on draft picks, really bad, feels like three or four years in a row, if not his whole career. I mean, he's had a bunch of singles, and this was the problem after the draft this year. They had a hit a home run, man. They needed to get some good picks in. They needed to take some swings. That's when you draft the Zay Flowers and the Jordan Addisons. Even though they're below your threshold in terms of size, you got to go after those guys because if they do pan out and they have the skills and they're those home run hitters on the field, that's who you want on your football team. And that's why you don't go for a more safe guy like Quentin Johnson, who's got the higher floor of a guy like Addison or Flowers, you don't play it safe. And there were a bunch of singles in these drafts, but there were no home runs, no big swings. You know, they they got guys like Jamari Salyer, but that's later in day three, you know, when you're taking a swing on a guy who's kind of fallen down the draft board. That's great, fine. But, man, just no big swings in this organization. So... Brandon Staley, obviously uh, not working out right now. Uh, he's getting real punchy with the reporters now. And I, I just, I feel like the point is being missed here. And the point is that the owner, Dean Spanos, is not only cheap, like I mentioned, but, and, you know, he threw some money at some free agents two years ago. I get that. But once... Dean got the team from his dad. They were a really, really good football team. This was the between the Marty Schottenheimer, Norv Turner days. You know, it felt like Alex was kind of he was the principal owner, and he gave Dean some some leeway in terms of business decisions and all that. But he wasn't the controlling owner until you know in the two thousands, and it was right around two thousand six when Marty gets fired. Turner comes in and they've got a really, really good football team. They're, you know, they go from 14 and two to 11 and five, which is still good. Still the top of the AFC West. But outside of that, it just all fell out. He inherited a really, really good football team, had a really good general manager in AJ Smith. We know what happened there. AJ Smith uh, gets let go because there's, issues internally and you bring on Tom Telesco. Tom Telesco hires Mike, you know, has to Dean Spanos has to fire Norv Turner after a lost year in 2012, brings on Mike McCoy in 13. That doesn't go well. Brings on Tom Telesco at that point. They hire Mike McCoy, fire Mike McCoy, hire Anthony Lynn, fire Anthony Lynn, bring on Brandon Staley probably going to end up firing Brandon Staley. I mean, we all hope that, I mean, you as a fan are hoping, even though the Chargers have a bad owner, because they have a bad owner. Dean Spanos is a bad NFL owner. He was bad way before the whole San Diego, Los Angeles debacle, the ripping the team out of San Diego. And that's not what I'm getting into. That's, that's a whole nother lost issue that and you know my feelings on that but he was a bad owner way before then and he kind of got 
lost under the radar a little bit because he's not really a guy that goes out and, you know, gets in front of a camera. He doesn't really do interviews. He's not, you know, verbose like Jerry Jones, and he's not, you know, trying to get out in front and get on camera like a Robert Kraft does a lot, and he's got his own issues. And then, you know, there are just some really, really bad people like Dan Snyder of the commanders at Washington. I mean, he, he's just a bad human being. So he was getting the spotlight about how bad he was as an owner. And now Tepper in Carolina is getting a lot of flack for how he's running his organization. And then Dean just staying quiet, uh, hanging under the radar. And, you know, you just hope again, that a general manager and a head coach can win a Super Bowl in spite of a bad owner. Cause that happens. That happens in the NFL. Bad owners can win championships, but it's hard to, if you don't hire good people. And it's really, really, really clear that Dean Spanos brings up his family in this organization. And then they hire a bunch of yes men so that their sons can run everything else internally and then all the blame falls on guys like Tom Telesco and Brandon Staley or Anthony Lynn or Mike McCoy. And they use them as literal shields from the media so that they don't take the flack that they ultimately deserve because they have no championships under the Spanos name. They've got some banners for winning in the AFC West and getting first place. Great. They've got some playoff appearances. Sure. But they've got so many losses. They've got no real wins where it counts. And that's where it counts is championships. Where it counts is Super Bowls. And how many Super Bowls has Dean Spanos, as owner, been to? As many as I have. As many as you have. So, really, yeah, Brandon Staley isn't good right now. Quite frankly, it looks like he's in over his head. He had a very good team in a very good system with the Rams where it feels like McVay can kind of drop guys in and out, and that team can be pretty good in terms of coordinators. He's kind of built that system, and that's what good coaches do. And Staley had a really, really successful defense. Tried to bring it over to the Chargers. Has not had success. And then rather than what most good head coaches do, go outside of themselves and say, hey, this isn't working. I'm going to bring somebody else in to help me. Brandon Staley holds on to those keys as DC. He hires guys to be defensive coordinator for just the title. And then, you know, fires one, might fire another. We'll see with Derek Ansley. Who, who knows? But Brandon Staley just isn't good enough. He's not a good enough head coach. Seems like he's a pretty good, like, leader. The players obviously like him. Uh, the media liked him at one point. He's kind of turned on them now. But, you know, uh, that's great. I mean, uh, head coaches need to be player people too, but... You also have to have success and Staley hasn't had that success. And the fact that he's just going to keep doing the same thing and get bad results and not fix it is an issue. And Tom Telesco just seems like a guy who 
isn't going to take a big swing. Uh, he's always going to play it safe in these drafts. He's going to stick with what he wants and what he wants seems to not be working. Well, it doesn't seem it isn't working. It hasn't worked. The fact that he's been able to hire three head coaches is a rarity. It's not a rarity for the chargers because in the grand scheme of things, the owner doesn't really want to rock the boat. Doesn't really want to shake things up mid season. Just kind of want to keep things as it is. I mean, look, they can do whatever they want. They have no consequences unless they sell the team. And why would they do that? The Spanos boys can just sit back, screw things up internally, have a bad product, and then just say, hey, look at this general manager. Even though... We're meddling in everything from the top down. You know? So, yeah, Tom Telesco is bad. Yes, Brandon Staley is bad. But keep going up. I've mentioned it on multiple podcasts. Keep going up. The owner is not good. The family is not good at this football thing. So, I, I kind of feel bad for Brandon Staley. I kind of feel bad for Tom Telesco. I always have, but you just win at some point. You 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 just hope that you win in spite of all that, and nobody's been able to do it. Not a single head coach has been able to win a Super Bowl in spite of the Chargers owners, and that's before Spanos and all that. But that was that's ancient history. I mean, I, we weren't even born then. You and I. So, because we're we're young dudes and gals, so we don't even remember that. That's that's prehistoric. But I'm talking about recent history. Again, no championship banners for the Spanos family, none. AFC West champions, maybe. Super Bowl champions, never. Will they ever? If they hire the right people, and the only way to do that is to hire somebody who has NFL experience. These first-year head coaches are not working. Schottenheimer worked. Norv Turner worked. Anthony Lynn, Mike McCoy, Brandon Staley did not. Norv Turner, Schottenheimer, NFL experience. Staley, McCoy, Lynn, coordinators at best. So there you go. That's all I got for you today. I just, I feel like let's not leave Dean Spanos and the Spanos family out of this. Why is it all on Staley? Why is it all on Telesco? Because Spanos goes under the radar. Not with me, because it's always with Dean Spanos. Because every time I see him, they they will shoot him in the uh, with a camera, not physically, obviously, but they'll you'll see a shot of him on the field in the press box. Normally, just stone-faced, no real emotion. You'll see his sons behind him as little, like, goblins, like lurking, gargoyles lurking behind him. And I just, I roll my eyes because it's, it's, it's their fault. It's their fault. 
they are in on the process. They have so much pull in the draft room and in free agency, and they hire these people. It is their fault. It is the Spanos family fault that the Chargers are no good. It is not so much Telesco and Staley. While they do deserve blame, obviously, because they're the ones who need to get something out of the people on the field. They need to get wins. It is the guys up top that are hiring them that are not getting it done. So we're in this cycle. And right now it feels like hell. But eventually, hopefully, we'll get out of the cycle. And for now, I just want you to remember, blame the Spanos. Okay? All right. Thanks. Appreciate it. That was it for Score More. Hopefully we got something out of this. I don't know. I blacked out. I just started talking and felt like, guys, why are we giving Spanos a break? Don't. Okay? All right. That's it for Score More. I will see you next week. And let's just hope, for dear God, unless you're voting for somebody to get fired after this weekend, let's hope the Chargers score more on Sunday.